0: Welcome back. It's Jacqueline. And
1: Alana. And here's another episode of Black and Yellow for you guys. Beep, beep, beep. Trigger warning. We are getting sexy on this episode. Beep, beep. We- <laughs> I wanted to round it out. We're talking about alternative forms of relationships, alternative forms of sexual expression. So if you don't want to hear that, or you are one of Jackie and I's mothers or parents, <laughs> and you don't want to hear your daughters talk about that, Best to not listen to this episode. Yes. You have been warned. There you
0: go. We'll give you a minute to think about it. Exit now or forever. Hold your peace. Hold your peace. Thank you. I was like, hold your mouth. That (laughs) too. Yeah. Okay. So, um,. I've been wanting to talk about this topic for a while now. It came up a couple months ago when we were talking about topics um, to discuss for this next 2019, which we're already almost in the middle of. I know
1: we're almost oh, a that third was like, through it. Yeah, like
0: fast. Um, I have a friend. Uh, for the sake of this episode, I'm gonna call her Cynthia. Oh, I love that name. It's like a housewife. So my friend Cynthia, I've known her forever, um, and. I think it was because someone we had a mutual friend that got engaged.
1: Mm.
0: And um, she looked at her rock and we were like examining her rock. We all like took turns wearing it. We did like the really girly
1: thing. Oh, she's nice to let you guys wear that ring. I'd have been like, no, girls, you can look, but you can't touch. Oh, really? I never did
0: Yeah, no, she was super nice. She was I'd like, make an she was I think she was she was the one like, you want to try it on or something? Okay. We all like sat there being like, what it would be like for us. Got it. Um so she's always had this feeling this idea of wanting um multiple partners mm-hmm. she's always liked having multiple partners she's always she's always sort of struggled with the idea of like should i be monogamous or should i be um polyamorous yeah. yes mm-hmm. um and then she said you know like oh i would really love the idea of having you know like a, a group of people um maybe two men and a woman, um, like, devoted to me. Got it. Like Worshipping me. Okay. Sounds like a lot of pressure. Woo! Get it, yeah. Cynthia. And, um, and I've always, like, I have very traditional beliefs and morals and ideals of the kind of relationships that I want. But I've also always entertained the idea of what it'd be like to... Not be not monogamous mm-hmm. or um, have multiple partners and all this stuff. And so, um, you know, in my head, obviously, not in real life. yeah. Um, and one day I was on Facebook, and she had tagged me on this uh, vice article about it actually happening in the present day. Okay. Which I sent to you the other day. Yeah. and it's so interesting. It's essentially sort of like a goddess worship type of relationship where, In this episode, we're mainly going to be focusing on polyandry. So I'm just going to get into it a little bit like there's so many polys. So (laughs) it does make the head spin. Yes, a little bit. Um, So the origin of the prefix poly is from an ancient Greek word which meant many. Um, I guess you could think of a good way, the best way to sort of remember is, uh, the shape polygon, which has a lot of sides. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, many angles. Oh, that's really smart. Sides. I actually never
1: thought mm-hmm. about that, that, uh, geometric, geometric
0: figure. Length. Yeah. It's, um, like a, yeah, like a pentagon or a square. Got you know? it. So a polygon, which we all learned in, I don't know, like fourth grade. Um. Oh. Or 10th grade. <laughs> or 10th <tenth> grade. Some- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll learn something new about you every day, Alana. <laughs> um, so polygamy. So we just did poly. So polygamy is the practice of marrying multiple spouses. Um, and polyamory is the practice of or desired for intimate relationships with more than one partner with the consent of all partners of all. So you're not cheating on anyone. Right. No one no, no one's like, oh, who the heck is that guy? I didn't know about John, I didn't know about Ben or mm-hmm. Ashley, whatever. Um it has been described as consensual, ethical, and responsible non-monogamy. So Polyandry is when a woman is married to more than one husband at a time. And poly polygyny, oh, this one word is like sounds different from all of them. It's a lot of polys. It's, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. But polygyny uh, is when a man is married to more than one wife, um, as sociologists have all defined. The word mono, monogamous. Uh, monochromatic, all those words, um, that prefix is defined as one or alone. So, therefore, the difference between mono and poly. Um, so, there you go. In this episode, we're mainly gonna be focusing on polyandry because Lana and I are both women. Mm-hmm. And I thought the idea of uh, goddess worship is something that... I think you like the goddess worship part. I, I think do. you just want to be worshipped.
1: I secretly really just like saying that word, too. I know you do. I, I feel like if you just took the sex out of it, you would still be down. As yes. long as there's worship involved, Jackie is all in. Yeah. And you know what? I don't hate on that. I don't.
0: So, uh, there's actually quite a bit of history. We think that when we hear this... Most people in general are like, "Oh, that's weird," or you know, um, like that's just bizarre and strange, and because it goes against a lot of a lot of people's ideals and Mm -hmm. social and like norms and and what we've been taught and what we've seen and what we've experienced. But um, historically, polyandry was much more common than we thought. Oh, very, very. Which I. I don't know why I was shocked, but I was. I was surprised. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was definitely surprised. Because I well, both you and I fall into that category of your parents are still married. Right. My mom was married uh once and divorced and she's only had like three or four partners in her like okay. life. Okay. Right. You know, that's still compared to today's Modern world right. is very traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no sleeping around. There was no one night stands. None of that stuff didn't exist. So right. I still come from very, from very traditional sort of mindset in that sense. Um, so. This is a really good article from The Atlantic, and it kind of goes into the history oh, this was
1: a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah. of polyandry. So I'm going to just read you a quick snippet, because um, I'm going to go in and out of the article for you guys, but here we go. So for generations, anthropologists have told their students a fairly simple story about polyandry, the socially recognized mating of one woman to two or more males. The story has gone like this. While we can find a cluster of roughly two dozen societies on the Tibetan plateau in which polyandry exists as a recognized form of mating, those societies count as anomalous with humankind. And because polyandry doesn't exist in most of the world, you could jump into a time machine and head back thousands of years, you probably wouldn't find polyandry in our evolutionary history. It's not written, it's right. not highlighted, it's not like a category in school, and history, learn, you know. Right. That is not the case, though, according to a recent paper in Human Nature, co-authored by two anthropologists, Catherine Starkweather, a Ph.D. candidate at the University of Missouri, and Raymond Hames, professor of anthropology at the University of Nebraska. While earning her master's under Hames' supervision, Starkweather undertook a careful survey of the literature and found anthropological accounts of 53 societies outside of the classic polyandrous Tibetan region that recognized and allowed poly unions. So, um, I think they documented um, unions amongst the Arctic, ranging from the Arctic topic, tropics mm-hmm. to the desert.
1: Which is- so hunter Ga- I mean, a lot of that would be ha- considered. Hunter gatherer, yeah. societies mm-hmm. where it I, where it makes sense why a polyandrous relationship would exist,
0: yeah, and have
1: an actual like deep human
0: history, yeah. That when I was first confronted or had the idea from my friend Cynthia, I I like initially it's like no way, like she must be the first person to think about this, or maybe mm-hmm. I'm just extremely naive and don't know, or so on and so forth, you know. Um, well, I think, how
1: would you know unless you had someone... Like, I, I'm going to save you because I don't believe it was naivete. Like, how oh, would you, you know unless you had someone in your immediate orbit right. that was in it or at least linked into the
0: culture? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? I, I agree now, but I think at first my reaction was to say, like, she's weird. She's like... Which I, is common. Yeah, like, she's bizarre to think that she'll never be able to get what she wants. It doesn't exist.
1: But also, if you flip it on its head, I mean, we don't really see a lot of polyandry in our culture. We no. see polygamy. Way more,
0: I guess if you want to be more, like, a, a subcategory of that is, I can, I, I can say it, it's um, polygyny, which is a polygyny, man. Polygyny, I'm sorry. It's okay, I have trouble all the time, which um, is, like, a man married to multiple. What did we see in The Sister Wives? Big Love. Big Love. That was that
1: Bill Paxton, Jennifer Goodwin, Chloe Sevigny show. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see, by and large, a lot more men taking on multiple wives yeah, than vice versa. Yeah. And that's the, the 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 sexism in all of this. again. Yeah, that's yeah. sexism rearing its ugly head because also polyandry is illegal. Yeah. Polyandry is not... Polygamy
0: is illegal. True. Right, because so, it falls... Yeah, so you can't... You can't marry five people.
1: No, but in researching for this episode, people have used uh, some women that have been involved in polyandrous relationships and had children. And for some reason, their relationship didn't work out. Uh-huh. The ex-scorned lover, ex-scorned sure. boyfriend of this one partner of this, wo- partner mm-hmm. of this woman. Um, there's a couple of cases of them using her polyandrous lifestyle that he was once a part of against her in, like, custody battles. Oh. Yeah. Like, it's really? that because it's such a taboo. In the United States, it's still wild taboo. Uh, or at least it's viewed as a, um alternative lifestyle. Which is not allowed. I guess okay, when you're talking about kids and the prospect of a healthy family. Yeah. You know, when people are mad. When people got bitch ass flowing through their veins, yeah, they'll yeah. they'll do Human whatever. Human nature tends to yeah. gravitate
0: towards. So, you, especially it's, when you
1: have like sexual jealousy involved, for sure. Yeah, it can also get you fired from a job. Wow, if you work in certain fields that. Are, that have more traditional outlooks on love, relationship, and family, and yeah. someone finds out, that's also been reported.
0: Which is so interesting because when you when we dive in, we're going to dive into the history a little bit more, but you see that it's actually way beneficial to the society of that time. Right. And um, has actually helped kids. For sure. And, like... And like what a like what a difference you know.
1: Well, yeah, but I also think if we're talking about the United States,
0: yeah, we're specifically yeah, you're specifically talking about the United States. I'm right. specifically talking. You're like, talking about the world, Asia, the world, right? Internationally,
1: and I'm looking just in the U.S. and like there's a lot of Christians and Catholics, yeah, who who do not believe in this type of union. Yeah, yeah, they they would be miserable and an unhappy, sexless, loveless heterosexual, heteronormative, hetero anything, Anything. (laughs) jinx, (laughs) Uh, relationship. But um, one woman and two men? Absolutely not. Yeah. How dare she?
0: Yeah. She's a slut. She's a whore. Yeah, which And that's what the article was talking about in The Vice, where she was saying she's been practicing it, but she's had a hard time because most men also aren't okay with it. Like her partners, who she does tell them, like, hey, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. This is what I am going to be doing. Or a lot of people... Other general people, women and men, and family members maybe, have called her a, a whore and a mm-hmm. slut. So, it's
1: a, it's a tough one. It's a really tough one. Sorry, I'll let you get back to the history. Oh, it's all
0: good. So, um, continuing with the Atlant- uh, Atlantic article. Um, so, Starkweather and Haim suggest that polyandry constitutes a variation on the common evolutionary adaptive phenomenon of pair bonding. A variation that sometimes emerges in response To environmental conditions. So, purely most likely for survival. Right. What kind of environmental conditions? Well, classical polyandry in Asia has allowed families in areas of scarce, farmable land to hold agricultural estates together. Right. The more people there are, the better chance of, you know, the more hands on mm -hmm. deck. Yeah. The marriage of all brothers in a family to the same wife allows plots of family owned land to remain intact
1: and undivided. And I think the name for that is frater- fraternal polyandry?
0: Yeah, I mean, when they're all brothers. The yeah. yeah. So usually they'll they'll pair off the oldest uh brother with the prospective wife and the wife has to be around the same age as all the brothers? Oh, I didn't know that yeah. kink. Ideally, or that a wrinkle. You know, I think I'm sure there are some exceptions and uh, actually I'm not sure, but I would think so. <laughs> and um then the brothers obviously the younger if there's, like, a group of three, they have to, um, like, consent. Right. And then they are, they're all married. Um, in other cultures, it appears that a man may arrange a second husband, again, frequently his brother, for his wife because he knows that when he must be absent, the second husband will protect his wife and thus his interests. If she gets impregnated... Sexism. If she gets impregnated while husband number one is gone, it will be by someone of whom he has approved in advance.
1: Sexism.
0: Anthropologists have recorded or survival.
1: Sexism (laughs) and survival.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anthropologists have recorded this kind of situation among certain cultures, among the Inuit formerly called the Eskimos. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also fascinating, so I thought about this a lot. Um, then there is the father effect, demonstrated by Penn State Stephen Beckerman and his mm-hmm. colleagues in their study of the Bari people of Venezuela. The Bari have a system of recognizing two living men as both being fathers of a single child. Bur- oh! Bur- 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 Sur- circummands Jesus, Beckerman, Beckerman, Stephen Beckerman, they spelled it wrong here. Beckerman's group found that children understood to have two fathers are significantly more likely to survive to age 15 than children with only one, hence the term father effect. Hmm. Which back then, if you think about it, makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. to me. And there's more... If you think about a tribe if there's more adults raising children than it, tri- it takes a tribe to a village right. to raise a child then why wouldn't that child have more successes and be healthier and
1: Oh totally all that stuff. I hear all that I guess uh biologically I'm I can't figure out how that works but hey I'm not a doctor
0: Yeah I think in um groups like this too so um the oldest brother or the mm-hmm. oldest man who ends up who's Ever, all the, like, let's say all the husbands end up bearing a child or the woman bears a child with them. Mm-hmm. They all call him father. Right. And they call the rest uncle. Right. But they all recognize that they all know who their own father is. Totally. In that sense. And so you just have multiple fathers for multiple kids. and Makes like, sense to and, me. Yeah. Um, So, um... Yeah, I think I think what it is that um, it's in this article it says that what all these polyandrous situations, classical and non-classical, formal and informal, have in common is that they're all socially recognized systems right. in which women may openly have multiple mates simultaneously. Women in such systems are not cheating by any stretch of the imagination, nor are the men being cuckolded. The systems are socially sanctioned, but this does not mean that the women are in control. Of the arrangements in many of the cultures, Starkweather and Hames review the first husband function, functions at the decider as the decider when I it comes that was a to Freudian resource slip. distribution and acceptance of additional
1: male mates. Yeah, yeah, that's sexism, sexism <laughs> at play. But also in this research, this seems like so such an obvious point, but I didn't it didn't occur to me Before. until reading it mm-hmm. that polyandry in certain places that still practice polyandry today like the tibetan villages that you mentioned like certain parts of india uh, it's a form of population control yep. and i read that and i was like well duh why would why would it not be a woman can only get pregnant so often but a man should he decide to spread his seed Seeds. around yeah. could be having babies popping up all over town
0: yeah yeah it's 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 really smart for and sure you think about those areas Probably aren't hugely populated in the sense that even if, like, all of a sudden there were so many kids, they probably wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Uh, raise all those kids True. properly mm-hmm. and safely. You know, might get eaten by some kind of <laughs> mountain goat. I was just gonna
1: say, like, maybe not be able to feed all of them. Uh-huh. You think a mountain goat is going to chomp on them? I don't know what goes on in the Himalayan. Mountains. Same, but you know what? I don't either. Let me not. I don't want to mess with the Himalayan mountains. I... That
0: altitude is.
1: Someone not could for write me. us after this episode and be like, "Excuse me, that's not funny. Mountain goat deaths happen all the time. Right? You insensitive <laughs> assholes, Which I would have to say, you're right. I'm sorry. My bad." I Beware spoke too soon. Goats. Beware of the mountain goats. Um,
0: so I just wanted to t- touch on a couple more things. Uh. In 1957, George Murdoch defined polyandry in a seminal text as unions of one woman with two or more husbands, where these types of unions are culturally favored and involve residential as well as a sexual cohabitation. Using a strict definition, Murdoch could accurately say polyandry was extremely rare, and almost no cultures have polyandry as the dominant and most preferred form of family life. According to Cynthia, she uh, does not believe that. (laughs) Okay, I understand Cynthia's point. Um, So, you know, going back and talking about uh, it being sexist, and I think it's very different from what it has become what it is now, mm-hmm. the possibilities of what it is now, and what it was in the past, um, and so in this article, um, there was a like an an email exchange interview, and they were saying that um, not necessarily everyone, including Murdoch, was operating from an explicitly sexist standpoint. Mm-hmm. However, I do think that the definitions of polyandry and thus the perceptions about its rarity may have been due to at least in part of the fact that an overwhelming percentage of anthropologists collecting data and shaping theory at that time were men. Mm-hmm. So I still think that somehow there is this pervasive belief that Andrew doesn't make sense to the male's perspective that it was actually done out of necessity and out of done out of survival and right. done in a way that you know the cohabitation of three men and a woman or whatever would allow them to keep the family lineage going and the name going and the farm going mm-hmm. but um it's ironic that it's still that that in this in, in today's world it is seen as a form of goddess worshiping. Yeah. Whereas back then it was still sort of you know, it was still the oldest man was in charge.
1: It's definitely survival. And like allow me to stand here in my own shit and say, yes, in my first world forward thinking, take no prisoners feminist mindset, I realize that because I don't have to that's not the way that I survive. Ever. Ever. I realize that my labeling it sexist is first-worldist.
0: Yes, it's a first-world point of view on
1: a whatever
0: century-old, however many-century-old. Right. I just can't
1: turn that that bit of me off. It's okay. It's just (laughs) just an observation. Uh, I will say, though, I think here in the United States, and I guess Canada, because a lot of Canadian couples came up in this research, uh, have a hard time wrapping their mind around polyandry i think there's a tendency to conflate and confuse romantic relationships with sexual attraction yes and i believe those two things are two very very
0: different different. things Mm -hmm.
1: and i think that that's a hard concept for a lot of people especially older generations to wrap their mind around right whereas for me in this research I found myself flashing back to a very particular college relationship that went south. Uh-huh. And we, whatever, dating didn't work out, but he still wanted to be friends. We were hanging out one night, and I, all, this guy was handsome as all hell, and all I wanted to do was have sex with him. Uh-huh. Nothing else. He legitimately wanted to be friends. And I remember a conversation came to a very boiling head Uh when he was like, I don't want to have sex. I just want to watch TV and hang out. Let's be friends. And I'm like, I don't want to be friends with you. The only thing I want to do with you is have sex. Use you for your penis. Yeah. Yeah. If we're not going to do that, get the fuck out of my room. Oh, my God. I'm not interested. What a a, a twist of. Well, to, to which he was like, that's really unladylike. And I was like, I don't really care. Like yeah. that's this is how I feel. And P.S. We weren't. We don't have a lot in common to begin with. Right. The thing that we have in common strongly is that we both are sexually attracted to each other. Right. Obviously, no, maybe no longer for him. Probably, (laughs) yes, probably. (laughs) But when you call someone at eleven thirty and p.m. and say, "Hey, let's hang out," I'm only assuming that's leading to one thing—a booty call. Right, right. I don't want to watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air with you until two a.m. Mm -hmm. I can do that by myself. (laughs) Um, but I think that aside from that tangent, um, I think that that concept is super hard. Also, I think it's hard for people to visualize what a polyandrous family looks like yeah because i think all too often polyandry or any sort of sexual slash uh a romantic relationship which is conflated the thought is it can only exist when you're young but how Mm -hmm. does this exist when you want to get married and you want to have children
0: and you're talking about modern day i'm talking about modern
1: day polyandry
0: yeah i think um I think that this would kind of go in – I mean, in the Vice article, it talks about going into sort of that kink world Mm -hmm. where you go and you actually fulfill those roles and those duties. Got it. You know, if you want to take into account of, like, the BDSM world or, you know, a sub-dom world Mm -hmm. or having a master – all these things that a lot of people now have been gravitated towards because they A, can't get that in their job mm-hmm. or in other relationships or have realized that it's way more important to be a dom or a sub, like Fifty Shades of Grey, um, and it fulfills a bigger part of their life mm-hmm. than having that, that a mon- monogamous relationship or a casual dating or whatever it is, isn't fulfilling to
1: them true but here's my my issue with, with the explanation that I agree with you 100% mm-hmm. but in all of that it seems like that's a those are all very sex first interactions and I believe that polyandry and it's dangerous because of that I think yeah, yeah. because then the assumption is it's all about sex and right. not about human and connection and if you are
0: a sub what if you find a dom that you like better right. compared to another dom that is actually fulfilling your needs as a sub more than that other dom
1: right? because I in terms of Researching for this episode, I'm more focused on how does polyandry look like in the—what does it look like and how does it function in the day-to-day. Yes. And there are plenty of polyandrous couples that have kids and have said being in a polyandrous relationship with children is— is so much easier because there's always an extra set of hands in a woman's case, an extra set of boobs. One could be breastfeeding both kids. The other can be cooking. Someone else can be handling household chores. I mean, literally it is an extra set of hands around, but also it means that the child is never alone. I'm using alone in quotes because depending on a parent's uh, occupation and how much time they spend at home? There, that obviously varies, but right. there's someone that is always present for your child, right? Is really Which the, what they also talked about, right? It's the point that I was was more the point I was trying to make, right? Right, 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 right.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I think they're both very. I think if we're talking about, well, I'm talking about the history here versus what you're talking about. There's a, it's a very different type of polyandry where I feel like. Yeah. The type of polyandry that the history goes into is more so out of a necessity and a survival. And so when you're thinking of a necessity and survival, you're not even thinking, like, is this sexist? Right. right? You're not even thinking, True. like, because if you don't have That's multiple partners, you will die. Mm-hmm. That's what it really comes down to. If I don't have multiple brothers, if I don't marry a lady. And if you think about back then, you had to have a child if you were a man to keep right. your family bloodline going, right. to keep your farm in in the name of your child. And women were really, really fertile. Women were really, really scarce, mm-hmm. and so it developed out of a, a bunch of things. But most, as well as they're not being, there being more men than women. Yeah, and um, thinking about it in the terms of modern day society, I feel like is a little bit more spiritual or a little bit more. Um, it's more spiritual, but I think there's a lot of ways that this could go in because we all know humans generally, uh, I think the feelings of feeling inadequate in the sex life or feeling like they're not getting what they deserve or want and need gets in the way of a lot of these polyandrous um mm. Uh, bonds Mm -hmm. which like in the vice article the woman was talking about a man the man being like look i'm just not okay with this right you know Mm -hmm. so there's a lot more transparency and uh um, checking in and seeing how everyone is doing because you're you're constantly fighting that like possibly that that thing of like not wanting to share we For all know sure. humans don't. the natural like jealousy share. of it Yeah. yes they all like to claim mm-hmm. and they don't want to share because this means x y and z
1: totally um when you sent me that vice article i read through it and the first two things i thought were god polyandry if you're a woman sounds like a lot of work and a lot of pressure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. work i think is an obvious answer just like Keeping up with a couple of different men's uh, sexual habits and interests and desires. desires. All of that to me just sounds like a lot of work. And I found myself going, how would I have time to do my podcast? <laughs> how would I have time to research for the show if I like have to have sex with t- Tim, Steve and Ryan? Like yeah. I just I couldn't. Yeah. I give a lot of credit to the women that can. Notice I'm saying women, and I will go into that in a second. Right. Um, that can and that do, because I do think that that's a, a, a total level of badassness that I don't know if I'm even capable or yeah. have the brain bandwidth yeah. to, uh, to rise to. Right. right but also right, right. it seems like pressure because I feel like if someone's worshiping me, I have to do things that are worshipable.
0: I think I, I took it as a different perspective oh, okay.
1: about the woman that was interviewed
0: on the Vice article. Was that in the sense of like she is going to be worshipped just for who she is, and mm-hmm. that's why I think in today's modern world it is such a sign of taking that feminism power to its its fullest. Of totally. Like, Look, this is who I am. I need three or four partners. I will not settle for less. And Absolutely. Either you're in or you're out, mm-hmm. and if you're out, I'm sorry. I'm I'm the goddess here, you know? Yeah. And if you're in, these are my requirements, this is what I need from you. Are you okay with this? Yeah. And I think that making it sort of like a contract, making it sort of like you're signing on the dotted line, like you're okay you with it. You have to it. schedule this, yeah. excel spreadsheet. Right. Yeah. And like I'm in charge and you will support me in my life, I yeah. think is really outrageous. And also like I, I
1: totally see where you're coming from you with know, that. Yeah.
0: Um and, and and that's why you and I are. Obviously, not in a poly. We're not poly. Um, poly wouldn't work in my relationship. relationship. Yeah, I think you and I would would have. Well, I would be like, oh, oh can you worship me? Sure, whatever. Even <laughs> though maybe I keep saying goddess worship. So part of me, I'm sure, in another life, was right? This kind of um, <laughs> this kind of relationship, totally. but but yeah, I th- I think that a lot of women, though, in the in history and maybe right now, like you know, I'm sure there's some families in the really isolated parts of the Himalayan mountains. Um, where they feel safe you mm-hmm. know imagine you being a woman and you have three husbands you I would feel really safe and knowing that I my chances of survival are a lot higher than if I just had one husband you know yes like if you take okay. it right back to the to to just the survival instincts of needing to feel safe and secure mm-hmm. and um, fed and clothed and all these things mm-hmm. that I'm sure the men provide in a certain way I'm sure the women work too but
1: yeah but- that's what I was getting at like I guess what's the woman's part in all of this? Say, but again, all, that's like, my first teamwork. world is mine rearing its ugly head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean, like totally. th- that. So that sense of like I need a man to make me feel protected.
0: Right, right. And I think you're you're touching on upon like segueing into a lot of these isolated areas of. Asia and India um, are now actually not becoming as isolated, you ah. know. So there's now there's like a one road that leads to the city. Got it. Um, they now have satellite TV, that some are a lot getting of internet, and yeah. so this idea of a polyandry union isn't necessary anymore. Kids are leaving. Um, They're not necessarily, like, needing to have a family, multiple people raise the kids and the farm. right? Um, So we think more and more of these types of poly... Oh, like, traditional, traditional, born out of survival polyandry, polyandrous relationships are becoming more and more scarce. Mm -hmm. But then now comes this new wave of Cynthia's form of polyandry, which is sort of just, like, I... Want for our partners because that is what I need in my life. That is that's what I feel is gonna work for me. One will not work. Yeah. I need more than one.
1: And that, that's well, because with more partners, you can tap into different parts of yourself.
0: Totally. And yeah. I think
1: that that in and of itself is immensely valuable.
0: Yeah, I agree. Sexually and non sexually, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a new person every time, and feels like a new person, and possibly the idea of like fresh and new, and yeah, um, versus being with someone for, you know, over 50 years, which I'm sure, which I know is, well, I don't know because I haven't been with someone for <laughs> 50 years, but that's also fulfilling. Totally. Uh, so I think it's, it's, I mean, I read the article being like, wow, this exists, mm-hmm. you
1: know? And I would say I'm much more interested and sort of impressed all around with polyamory versus polygamy. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that a man taking on multiple wives. Or no, polyandry versus polygyny. Polyandry versus polygyny. Yes, I know. Talk about That's the poly. a tongue twister. Do you, Polly? That's po- definitely going to be named as episode. Polygyny
0: and polyandry falls under polygamy. Right. And polyamorous Oof. is just the desire to have multiple partners. So anyone could be polyamorous.
1: Got it. Okay. Anyone. Could, ah, yeah. Okay. Anyone
0: can have polyamorous thoughts. Poly. Like I don't know if they actually act on it. We they need to flashcards
1: act- for this episode. I know. Tell you My goodness. <laughs> um, the the demand taking polygyny mo- and polyandry. A man taking on multiple wives to me is not that impressive. It never has been.
0: I think because that's also way far to go on. I'm sorry, Kayla.
1: No, no, you're okay. I think because. When a woman takes on multiple male... Listen, in sex, as we know, we we as women allow men in. So mm-hmm. the idea of a man penetrating multiple women, to me, is like... You're not really um, breaking through a challenging mindset. Yeah. You're sticking your dick in multiple things. Which is what they've done For, since birth. <laughs> right. Or, you know. However, a woman who is at the helm of these relationships and has multiple male partners... I'm more impressed because there is... A sense of, um, like, almost a, a sense of more wokeness, I feel, among these men okay. because of the fact that these men have broken through, it seems like, in the research, a mental barrier of I enter my girlfriend and so do other men and getting a handle on that very carnal, primal feeling of envy, jealousy, but also lust and... um. Uh, sort of breaking through that patriarchal thought to me is really impressive.
0: Yeah, I I like everything that you said. And I'm going to just add to that. For me, there's something uh, very mystical and magical about it all Ah. because it takes me back to worshipping goddesses in Greek mythology, like Aphrodite or Hermes or all these things. And like... I think it's... Is it Krishna? The Krishna. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's the sense... It, 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 it leaves me feeling this sense of like that magic is possible. Mm-hmm. And there is this wonderful way of being where you can worship a woman and be happy and yeah. be fulfilled. And that goes... I mean, you that's like sort of goes against and above everything else in the sense of like it is become... It then becomes really a spiritual way of being. For sure. And I think without dealing with how a man should be and how a man should act and going into the sex and into the actual like lower vibration of like a human being that it it is this higher vibration of goddess and 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 worshiping and energy and mystical and magical that I think is sort of what I had really just come to realize right now talking about this
1: (laughs) do you believe in magic in a young girl's heart I don't know the rest of the lyrics. (laughs) But no, I definitely see what you're saying, and I agree 100%.
0: So we covered a lot and fast, because I know some of you guys are like, it's only been 30 minutes, and I know some of you guys are still maybe like, Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, so feel free to uh, ask us any questions, or if you want an- another episode of part two, there's a lot we could still go into it. We could go into polygyny. Yeah. We could talk about polygamy or polyamorous, like, as a whole umbrella, even though this is like a really tiny subcategory. And the only reason, not the only reason, but the reason why I wanted to focus this on is because, well, first of all, Cynthia perked my interest. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Sam. I didn't really have much of a interest uh, as far as following through with so much research. Um, we are two ladies hetero, here that I'm sure wouldn't and mind being worshipped. <laughs> no, nope, that's true. But also, we are monogamous and are very wonderfully secure and love our monogamous relationships and our partners. Um, But I think it's also, people don't like talking about this. People think it's weird. People don't. I mean, all the things I went through when I first heard about it, like she's wrong, she's strange, she's never going to be able to get it. It doesn't exist. And then when I went into it, it was like, okay, here's what's different. Here's what's, you know. So it's been a learning process. And I think... I think just having an open mind in general allows so many of other possibilities to happen Mm -hmm. and if you are someone thinking this um, you know I would say go for it I would say you know like really figure out what's true for you what are your morals and if you um, want to bestow that amongst your partners um, in a loving consensual way all, all for the better mm-hmm. you know, um, then I think and it can only help us as humanity
1: for sure yeah. I think also in in research for this episode I realized that monogamy is a belief that you choose to believe in yeah and, and that's powerful totally and I, I I think I kind of knew that on the periphery but never had really zoned and centered in on it so you know if Monogamy isn't for you or if you always fuck up in a monogamous relationship, explore other avenues. You know what I mean? I think that we sometimes in this country can be very stuck Mm -hmm. in tradition and how it's traditionally done and don't uh, stray too far from that. And I think, nah, bro. Like, if monogamy is not for you or if you choose not to believe in it, there's no shame in And choosing a different avenue.
0: Totally. And just being open and vocal about it because I'm sure, you know, you're meeting people and people talk about their partners or what they've been seeing. And if you have this radical idea, if you feel like it's radical, I feel like share it with other people. Mm -hmm. You can only, like for me – you know, I've always known that I want to be with one person. And when Cynthia brought this up, like, a whole plethora opened in the sense of, like, where my brain went to. And it's not bad or good. It just is. And yeah. don't judge yourself for any of this because you are human and you're going to have thoughts. And those thoughts aren't really harming anyone or anything until you act on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can also... Be great for yourself in discovering who you are and what you want. And that is the journey of life.
1: Yeah. And I'll also drop links to articles and clips online Mm -hmm. in the show notes so that if you are someone that wants to just get a little bit deeper, you can get a little bit deeper into it that way as well.
0: Find some people and reach out. Uh, Most of the people would be, I think, in Utah, Colorado and New York. Maybe some in California. I'm sure there's
1: definitely some in California um, for sure.
0: So you know,
1: go for it, guys, and have a ball. Yeah, exactly. Well, this episode was produced by Christian Humes over at Zeitheist. We are the ladies of the Black and Yellow Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Instagram at Black and Yellow Podcast. We're also on iTunes and Spotify. Please
0: rate and review. Press that little subscribe button. Let us know what you think about our show, the five stars. And um, <laughs> we're also on Instagram. I'm Jacqueline Chung Young on the gram.
1: I'm Alana Webster at Renegade of Fun on the gram. If you want to DM me and tell me secrets, I'm a great secret holder. <laughs> I Just mean, so I'll you know, know too, but. Yeah, and Jackie will probably know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, yo, tell a friend about this show. If you think a friend would like this show, reach out. Yeah, do what Cynthia did. Just be like, hey, this is what I've always thought. And see what your rea- their reaction is. Yeah, are. a radical radical act of love for your friend, let's call it. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. We'll see for you later. Bye-bye. Bye.